Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hey, everyone. This is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. This is The Wonderful Show. Thank you so much for, I almost called it the besties like dead ass because I just finished recording it like a minute ago. Do you want to take a swing at besties? It's Um, it's an easy show to do. Hey, this is Rachel and I'm got the best game of the week. Okay. What is it? Yeah, um, it's when you pick up socks off the floor with your toes. That is, I am, the amount of things that I am able to pick up with my toes since we had a baby that needs to be carried around all the time <laughs> has has gotten so much larger. Yeah. Like I can pick up a bag of like little Debbie muffins with my to- with my toes and like sort of do a, like a hacky sack kick up to my hands. Can you pull off that maneuver yet? Like the transfer, the toes no, to hands no, transfer? No, no, no. Oh, it's so satisfying when you do it. That was good. That's Thanks. exactly the kind of stuff um, that we do there. <laughs> this is wonderful, though. It's a show where we talk about things we like, things we're into, things that are good, things that are fun and nice. And I, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm in a bit of a better mood than I have been in past in past weeks. That makes one of us. Yeah, I was going to say, the sleep <laughs> situation is pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty dark right now, but you know, tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll you'll still be sleepy tomorrow. Our baby has one big tooth. I feel like <laughs> I feel like our baby has one big, big, big cartoon tooth that refuses to come out. Of yeah, head. the bottom teeth were a dream compared to the top teeth. Yeah, uh, one came out, and yeah. it just seems to be getting bigger. While the other one... The other one just stays inside hiding. What do you think that... I usually think of our teeth as being sort of symmetrical. In pairs? Yeah, Yeah. coming in pairs. But he's got one tooth that's just like cannot be fucking bothered. I think it's because the one that's out is so big. It's like, hey, you you do the work. I'm going to hibernate. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I got worried that the one tooth would absorb the other one in in his mouth womb. (laughs) Uh, and just form a huge one. But anyway. That's my favorite punk band. Mouth Womb? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is, this is a show where we talk about things that are good. Do you want to, Do you have a small wonder, though, one of them? A small wonder? All right. <laughs> Didn't have to be nasty, though. So they have chocolate sun butter. Chocolate sun butter. I don't know if you've seen this butter. on the counter in our kitchen. But, oh, I thought it was Nutella. I thought you just had some Nutella out. Mm-mm. That's chocolate, sun, but those are three words that I feel like should not be able to form a compound thought. Those of you that have nut allergies will know that sun butter is kind of the go-to replacement for peanut butter mm. uh, or almond butter because it is made out of sunflower seeds. And it the flavor is not exactly what kids crave, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they make a chocolate kind that I just got. And it's like, it's almost like... I mean, it, to me, it tastes like chocolate peanut butter, but I know that a lot of people can distinguish between there's a lot of, the seed and the nut. There's a lot of allergen substitutes that bill themselves as, you'll hardly be able to tell the difference. But back <laughs> when Henry was in daycare, uh, which I think was about 560 trillion years ago. Yeah. Technically, he still is, but he doesn't go <laughs> he's anymore. Just very, he's very truant. Yeah. Um, we couldn't send him with like peanut butter. Yeah, uh, in his lunchbox because of nut allergies, and so we just got some sunflower butter. Like this will fix it. And then he came home the first day we did that. Like this was terrible. <laughs> Do not try to trick me again. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, God, I know it's, 
Listen, I get that Too Hot to Handle is garbage. <laughs> and it's unhealthy for me to put, shove it into my brain. There's uh, just the a lot that that's unhealthy about it. Yeah, there's so much that's bad about it. But God almighty, watching watching those those goofballs try so hard <laughs> not to bone, but then they keep doing it. And it's like, no, guys. For the first time ever, there is a couple that is determined to get around the rules of of no no smooching. Yeah. And watching them engineer ways to try and trick a uh a sentient robot which is not actually I don't know if they realize a sentient robot but a huge team of production people. Yeah. who can see everything they're doing. Yeah, Justin tweeted about this and then we saw it last night. They used a pair of shorts and held it between their faces and then kissed through the shorts. <laughs> and there was something almost like Shakespearean <laughs> romance about that. The the one uh female contestant was so adamant. She was like, we respect you guys so much. And so we thought for sure this would be a way for us to be intimate without, you know, compromising the rules, you know? Like, we tried to find a loophole because we respect you guys so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's garbage, but it's, it's it, as garbage goes, it hits, it hits the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, why don't you kick things off, huh? My thing this week is spam. Yes, baby. Yeah. Yes. I thought this this is another one of those weeks where I thought maybe we would do the same thing. Spam? Yeah. Have you been eating spam lately? No, but but recently you well, actually every time we order poke, you get some masubi. Of and, course I And do. I know that you love the stuff. Yeah. So I thought maybe this would be the week where you we like act. it too, right? You just don't eat it because of the soy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not that there's soy in it. It's just that often it is marinated in a soy substance. So yes. I, I haven't been able to have it lately. But uh, I was real curious about the stuff. Yeah. Can you explain what masubi is for the folks at home who maybe don't know? Yeah. So so there's spam, right? Which is pork with ham added salt water modified potato starch to hold it together sugar and sodium nitrate which is a preservative uh and it's all in a can and if you want to make masubi so you take the spam you put it on rice you wrap it in nori kind of like a onigiri uh and it's delicious it is good it's very very good it, i mean part of it is the salt right like it's super salty yeah like i was looking up uh the nutrition facts i don't need to i don't need to know it i'm gonna plug my ears it's got 57 percent of your sodium intake for the day <laughs> i bet that was a good number whatever it was was a normal <laughs> amount of sodium it's also got 41 percent of your fat for the day what about all the vitamins though <laughs> I didn't. there's nori they wrap it in nori. That's green. Oh, I was talking about spam in particular. I wasn't oh, talking about oh, masubi. I see, I see, spam I see. on its own is like half your day's work right there. <laughs> spam rips, man. I did not get into spam until I started eating masubi. Uh, I think part of people's hesitance towards spam is the fact that it is meat in a can. Yes. Uh, traditionally, uh, you like to think that your meat came from an animal, and that's easier to picture when you don't have to open a can to get it. Yeah, when it's not a sort of pink cylinder. <laughs> Uh, spam, introduced by Hormel in 1937, gained popularity during the World War II. The, wor the World War II. The World War II. Uh, as a way to get meat to people. Sure. Uh, by 2003, it was sold in 41 countries and on six continents. 
apparently it was developed potentially this i don't i don't have facts on this this is some spam apocrypha you're about to give us but they were trying to find a way to sell more por- pork shoulder which was not a very popular cut Why? Uh, it's good yeah i don't know you know how food trends are yeah i guess um but yeah also you know it was a way to get food to places outside of the contiguous u.s so uh hawaii uh philippines guam okinawa sure Hawaii is kind of the, the yeah the at least main. in the U.S. that's our like kind of like main reference point. That's where masubi comes from. Also in Hawaii, you can get different kinds that you can't get here, like h- honey spam, spam with bacon, and hot and spicy spam. I think I'm good with just a regular vanilla spam, by which I mean normal spam. Yeah, not vanilla, not spam <laughs> tinged with notes of, of vanilla bean. Uh, Hawaiian Burger King and Hawaiian McDonald's also sell spam. In what in what manner? I mean, I don't know for sure, but but it seems pretty easy to guess, huh? Like a spam burger? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> this was uh, at least Hawaiian Burger King started in two thousand seven, so this is flame grilled spam. Actually, doesn't sound <laughs> so great to me. Uh, another place that's popular is the Philippines. Um, it's commonly eaten with rice, as it is, you know, in Hawaii, uh, and a sunny side up egg oh, for yes. breakfast. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fry it, uh, serve it alongside other condiments, or use it in sandwiches. There's also spam spaghetti, spam nuggets. Um, Spamgetti? I, well, I guess so. If you want to do that. Why and why wouldn't you? <laughs> okay, I did spamgetti. I don't. I'm trying to imagine. Is it ground spam? Like I don't, I don't know about. I mean, I imagine it's like meatballs, right? But it's spam instead. Oh, you just wad it up. <laughs> We're not really doing this meat a lot of favors. We are not doing it many favors. Um, other kinds of flavors that you can get in various places. There is spam cheese, spam garlic, spam teriyaki, spam chorizo, spam oven roasted turkey. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I imagine everything is starting with that kind of like pork. Base and then including maybe, the turkey, or I don't, I don't know. I guess I think to, uh, this and it's this may turkey. be old fashioned to me, but I feel like turkey should have a turkey base. It should have, it should be based in turkey if it's going to be turkey. It it may be um, a, a novelty flavor that came out in 2019 was spam pumpkin spice. <laughs> spam pumpkin spice. That's a tough. It is. I don't spam, know. Spam pumpkin spiced. <laughs> Spam That's gross, spam. Spice. You don't don't go change and trying to please me, spam. You are <laughs> you are salty pork. You are good to go already. Uh, there is a spam museum in Minnesota. Of uh, all places, is that where Hormel is based or something? I don't know why it's in Minnesota. To be honest, um, there is also a Spamarama, which is a yearly festival, and it is in Austin, Texas. Oh, you're kidding me. It has not happened recently for a wow. variety of reasons. Yeah. Uh, started in 1978. Golly. Um, there was a joke kind of among the two founders that there was like a chili cook-off like every weekend. But so they were kind of doing something as like a counter play on that. And so they came up with Spamarama. Also, if there was a chili cook-off in Austin every weekend, <laughs> this would be the, the best place on earth. So it was held at a place called Soap Creek Saloon, which I don't think exists anymore. But there was 
kind of different categories. There was a best tasting dish. Uh, there was a worst tasting dish, <laughs> which I kind of find charming. Um, winners have included a spam daiquiri uh, made from fruit, meat, and a garnish of that's the worst spam. thing. That's the worst thing I ever heard. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, bad. Starting in 1981, they did a Miss Spam beauty pageant. Okay. And then uh, they were contacted by Hormel to say, like, hey. Stop it. Stop Don't it. put our shit in daiquiris. Stop That's- doing it. So then they, they negotiated an agreement so that uh, they could give out, like, Hormel. Oh, so official. Hormel was really like, don't do this? Well, no. They were they were like, hey, you've got to involve us if you're going to do something like this. Oh, and I so see. then Austin started involving them. So they said, spam daiquiri. We got to get the Hormel brand name up on this, please. Uh, it came back in 2019, um, but again, hasn't happened since then. Apparently, the founder tried to take it to other locations uh, like Dallas, and it, it was not as much of a hit as it is here. Well, they're Austin. not as weird, <laughs> are they, as a as awesome bunch of freaking weirdos? Uh, they also have, you know, eating contests. They had a, a Spam Olympics that started in 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a real uh, it's a real phenomenon. Do you ever see Spam a lot? No. It's the Monty Python musical. Yeah. It was on Bro- I saw it on Broadway. Oh, really? Yes. It had Alan Tudyk. It had a great fucking cast. Uh, it had Alan Tudyk. It had um, Hank Azaria was in it. Yeah. It had um, who played Callie on Grey's Anatomy? You know who I'm talking about? Anyway, they they were in it. It was a it was an all star cast, all star cast. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would encourage I would encourage y'all maybe don't just open a can and dig in. No, but go somewhere that really prepares it. You know, like like marinates it or seasons it or yeah. you know puts it between two slices of bread. You know, somebody somebody that would make the claim of here is a spam dish on our menu is pretty likely to know what they're doing right yeah it's it's a it's a high risk high reward meat yeah i would i mean i would i would give it a shot i i enjoy it and that's i mean do you need more recommendations (laughs) hey can i steal your way yes griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. 
Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain Wow, we have a couple primo jumbo jams here, and I would love to read the first one because it is for Nick, and it is from Mac, who says, Happy 26th birthday, Nick. Thank you for feeding me jerky on road trips to NoCal, getting me, is that North, North California? Yes. (laughs) Excellent. Getting me Atticus at Pooh's Corner to wear on my head and chatting while I walk Floyd and describe his floofy antics. I'm so grateful we get to love each other more every day, and I'm stoked for the week when we'll be one year apart for candle nights. Thanks for being my person. Uh, coming in a little bit late here uh, on, on this message <laughs> yeah, by about bit. by over a month. But listen, love, you can't put love on a schedule. And by love, I mean us, I guess. <laughs> we, we, we are love. We are love. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can I read the next one? I want you to. This is for Jessica. It is from Zach. Hi, Bubby. I just wanted to say that I love you so much. I can't believe that baby number three is going to be here to join our family. Happy birthday to you. Thank you so much for how you love us. We would be lost without you. You'll always be my buttery crispy crust. Is it my night or yours to do bedtime? We'll have a baby. It's a question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, I mean, I know. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You get, how, how do you know? Can you just feel it through I the message? I feel it. I, well, I read it. I read how the, like the syntax. Uh-huh. And that shows me a lot of stuff about genetics and stuff. So I can say that they'll have a baby and it's going to be uh-huh. a cutie. Oh, there he goes. There he goes with that. Hey there, I'm Ellen Weatherford. And I'm Christian Weatherford. And we've got big feelings about animals that we just gotta share. On Just the Zoo of Us, your new favorite animal review podcast. We're here to critically evaluate how each animal excels and how it doesn't. Rating them out of 10 on their effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Guest experts give you their takes informed by actual, real-life experiences studying and working with very cool animals like sharks, cheetahs, and sea turtles. It's a field trip to the zoo for your ears. So if you or your kids have ever wondered if a pigeon can count, why sloths move so slow, or how a spider sees the world, find out with us every Wednesday on Just the Zoo of Us in its natural habitat on MaximumFun.org. 
listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is a podcast. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. That thing is not my daughter. And I want you to tell me there's a show where the hosts don't just report on French science and spirituality, but take part themselves. Well, there is, and it's Ono, Ross, and Carrie on Maximum Fun. This year, we actually became certified exorcists. So yes, Carrie and I can help your daughter. Or we can just talk about it on the show. Ono, Ross, and Carrie on MaximumFun.org. Can I do my thing? Yes. My thing is housework where you demolish stuff. I mean it in like a, this thing this thing needs to be fixed or replaced, but before that new good stuff can go in there, the old bad stuff has to get smashed yeah. like the fucking hull. I've noticed on a lot of home renovation shows they like to involve the like the featured people um specifically in the demolition. And that's probably because that's the most fun part of it, right? Yeah, I would assume I, so. I don't have that much experience with this. Like, my dream is to take out a wall with, like, a big hammer. Like, that seems so dope. That mm-hmm. seems so good. A lot of this feels, like, weirdly taboo. Like, to smash a hole in the wall? Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. Well, and you don't really know what's behind there necessarily. You don't, do you? And I'm not talking, like, Narnia. I'm talking about, like, pipes and wires. <laughs> The opposite of Narnia. Yeah, every time that I screw a shelf into a wall, there's a chance that I might get taken to Narnia, by which I mean heaven, because there's wires behind it. Um, It's just, I think about those uh, rage rooms, which are, I mean, I don't know if they're actually popular, but they are in like every reality dating show ever, where it's like, you come in and you can smash bottles and a TV and dishes and stuff. Exactly, yeah. Which I don't know how much that costs. I have to imagine it's quite a bit of money if you're smashing a bunch of TVs and dishes and. Well, but I mean, all they all they would have to do is like go out to a curb on bulk trash pickup and be like, "Now we have all of our." Yeah, I guess stuff. that's true. I imagine it's more like a liability thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know that that's probably satisfying, but like, you can break a house up for free, kind of. I mean, I guess you have to have a house, right? We we are lucky enough to own our our house uh, here here in Austin, but if you were renting. Yeah, they wouldn't really. be so stoked. Although you, sh- there should be a like um like a matchmaking app where it's like, hey, uh, I need to get some some uh, drywall replaced. Does somebody want to come to my house and I'll pay you some money and you smash up my drywall? And it's like, fuck yes, I will. I will be right there. Do I need to supply my own oh, hammer? Okay. If when you said matchmaking, I thought that. <laughs> No, not today. <laughs> I thought that it was a like, hey, I have a household task, and I would also like it to be romantic. <laughs> if there was an app that I could get on, and it was like, hey, Griffin, we'll pay you 50 bucks, come over here for a couple hours and smash apart this room with a big hammer. Like, yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on my way. Um, Do you want to talk about the particular project that motivated? Right. So the house we've lived in now for a few years, the previous owners did a few things that were curious. A few, I would probably guess, um, self-home improvement, like amateur production situations. Yeah. 
which we've discovered like little, little little hidden Easter eggs all over the house. Like when a <laughs> ceiling fan almost falls on us. And we're like, you stinkers. <laughs> Got us again with another one of your great traps. Um, and I would say the piece de resistance is um, on the under underneath the house. We're on uh, like elevated uh, beams on the back of the house. Yeah, our house is built into a hill, and yeah. so in order to keep it flat, the back half is on beams. Is on beams. And uh, under there, they had started to, I guess, make a room? <laughs> Which, like, okay, there's a lot of space down there. Sure, sure, sure. If I were a person who, I don't know, wanted, we had talked about maybe like a model train room, I would think to myself, like, I'm going to turn the underside of this house into another bonus area for my hobbies. Right. The order in which you would do that would probably be dig out the hill part, yeah, the or rocks seal and it up. dirt, or seal it up to make it sort of room shaped yeah. instead of <laughs> leaving the the dirt, dirt and gravel and everything in a pretty steep incline with beams all over the place, but then putting ceiling tiles and fluorescent lights I... above the dirt and hill and all stuff. i want to know is what the purpose of that room was going to be because there is there's there's ceiling tiles and fluorescent lighting underneath our house uh and shining it, on the dirt and the the raw ass ground yeah so anyway i don't understand what was intended but we have to take that out if we want to insulate our home appropriately right so when we got uh our shit busted up by the freeze last year uh we lost we lost a lot of good soldiers down there we lost the uh we lost a lot of just sort of uh baseboard floorboards and and yeah uh the insulation that was down there which wasn't very much got drenched and ruined and um and so we have to get re-insulated, which we discovered when we stepped foot into our finally finished non-destroyed bathroom <laughs> and our cold. feet turned to ice cubes. <laughs> so like, okay, we'll get it insulated. And they're like, you got to take down all this ceiling tile stuff. So me and a, a friend came over for a, a couple hours to help out. Uh, and then I spent most of the day yesterday doing, finishing it up. Yeah. I just smashed that shit. I smashed that shit, cut wires that were like hanging this aluminum grid that the ceiling tires, tiles were on so that like every few wires or so, just the ceiling would just come tumbling down like the walls of yeah. Jericho. And it was so, everybody upstairs could like hear me whacking away <laughs> at this grid. And then just occasionally letting out a, a shriek of joy. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely hurt my hand a couple times. And so there were a couple loud explicit, explicit words also being shouted. But mostly like, yeah, baby. Just <laughs> every few minutes from downstairs, it was the most satisfying sort of like home project I think I've ever had. And probably because it was impossible a, it, to replicate because I can't imagine anybody else would have this singular experience of removing ceiling tiles and fluorescent lights from below their house. Outdoor ceiling <laughs> tiles, essentially, is what we are talking about. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was very, very gratifying because there was a huge pile of ceiling tiles and uh, ruined insulation and like aluminum, uh, like grid stuff, just in huge piles. And to look at that and be like, yeah, I did that. That's great. The insulation team actually showed up in the middle of this episode about 10 minutes ago. And so I had to run down to like greet them and, and uh, show them where to plug stuff in. And they were like, wow, did you do all that yourself? And I was like, oh, a friend helped me out for a couple hours. They're like, you did, but you didn't bring in contractors? And I was like, no. They're like, wow, that's impressive. And I was like, oh, oh God. Griffin. Did you hear that from a grown-up? 
Griffin, I'm so happy you had that experience. It was very, very, very because like I nice. can offer my support and say like, hey, this that was a lot of work. Good job. But I'm not a grown up. <laughs> right. Um, so there are th- there are theories about like um the catharsis of aggression that is that sort of those rage rooms are built on. And yeah. I think like uh yeah, is is what I could be talking about here where you smash things to express anger or frustration yeah. or any of those things to have a cathartic release, right? Yeah. Only there have been lots of studies that have shown that those kinds of practices don't actually relieve or inhibit the anger and frustration as much as it does like enable it and cause it to flourish. I've had a lot of conversations uh, in therapy actually about how I never get angry, how I just don't have that rage button uh, and how I get jealous of people who are able to get like super angry and like, you know, like, like throw a chair and I'm like, wow, that must be satisfying, but apparently not. <laughs> I don't think it does it most of the time. But for me, it's like, that's a weird way of approaching it. Because when I am, am doing a big smash on some big home improvement project, <laughs> uh-huh. it's not, it's, for me, it's not like an anger relief as much as it is like a stress relief. Like yeah. a, uh, I, I am very um, cautious as a rule, yeah. which I think stems from just sort of general perfectionism. Like I mm-hmm. want things to, to be... Right. I want things to be right. Like I want um, if there's like a big crack in the wall in my office that I'm like staring at all day, like that would drive me bonkers. Yeah. So I would need to get that fixed. So this is the opposite of that, where it's like (laughs) somebody tried to make this right. Maybe it is a sort of anger uh, expression towards these terrible half done projects that we keep discovering around this house. And but that's not so much a. I need to relieve this anger as much as it is a celebration of how angry I am at this shitty outdoor ceiling tile situation. So it's not, there's no projection happening. There's no like secondhand like um, visualization. I'm looking at the thing that makes me angry and I'm killing it and yeah. destroying it. So that <laughs> is singularly that. enjoyable. I went down yesterday just to, to spot uh, Griffin because a lot of this involved him being up on a ladder and uh it was very easy to become instantly angry in that space because yeah. it was like, what was the what plan? What were you doing? What was Who the starts pl- at the top of the room to make a new room? <laughs> it's buck wild. I will also mention that in our kitchen, there is a cabinet that you open up and there is just a pipe in there uh, as if it were attached to a sink. Uh, but there's no sink. And it, there's just the remainder of the pipe where I guess the sink used to be. But that doesn't make me as angry because I can just close that cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't open that cabinet. <laughs> right. Um, also, you say money when you do that stuff yourself. Uh, we obviously, uh, when our bathroom was destroyed, that was a little too ambitious of a demo. And by ambitious, I mean like dangerous of a well, demo yeah. project. And also like mold can grow There's immediately. mold and wet drywall <laughs> and wet yeah. like wiring and like a yeah. bunch of and, and busted pipes and all this stuff. So that was a bit above our pay grade, uh, which I mean quite literally because it cost us <laughs> a fucking fortune just to just to demo that yeah. room. Uh, so much that basically our insurance covered the demo and, and the, that was it. the water uh, <laughs> remediation or whatever yeah. it's called. And then rebuilding it was all on us um, because insurance is a fucking 
scam all all over. But wow, uh, I just it's <laughs> what's the what you know? It's not a scam. Like I guess like auto insurance, like you got to have it. But like home and health insurance is just hey, fucking well, yeah. There's just a lot that isn't covered. Anyway, but anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, I just I I don't know. I I think that it is it is therapeutic. Uh, not so much in an anger relief way, but in like a stress relief way, definitely. And also you save some money if it's something that you can do yourself. And that's that's fine. And also you learn new things, right? We smashed down fluorescent lights and then there were just live wires sticking down from the <laughs> ceiling. And I was like, well, I don't want the insulation team to die. So I better figure out how to fix that and figure out how to, how to secure those. And it was awesome. <laughs> I, I will say we are not advising people to do this. Uh, and also this could, have very well turned out to be not a wonderful thing if you had maybe accidentally hurt yourself in some way while doing this. Well, yeah. I just want to no, I just no want to say I just want to say all that cuz what about the listener right now who's like Griffin told me to break down a wall. But I also did a bit on skateboarding. <laughs> and it's not like I was saying like get but it would have been bad if I hurt if Tony Hawk broke his skull, then that wouldn't be bad. That would be bad thing right there. No, actually I hate skateboarding. Um yeah. I'm saying do it. Don't break down a wall. I'm saying break down a wall. Open up that living room into a big <laughs> to into a bigger space. Open concept is 100% always going to be the popular thing. So right. definitely break down Definitely all your break walls. it down. Just turn it into like a a big studio apartment essentially. <laughs> um hey, thanks to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song. Money won't pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. It's such a great time to be here. It's such a great time. Hey, I imagine we have a lot of people that listen to our show that might enjoy, I don't know, The Greatest Generation. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, so loud. I'm so tired. Anyway. <laughs> um, that's, that's, you know, there's other stuff, but that's going to... No, actually, we should talk about merch. There's merch at McElroyMerch.com. And it'd be dope if you check that out. And then I think that's it. I... I have the problem, babe, is now I have the hunger to do smash. Oh, to break some more things. Yeah. Whoo. I'm sure there, I'm sure there's something else we need to break. Yeah. Oh, I bet there's parts of our deck you could break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll Not just, the standing parts, you know, but around the standing parts. Yeah, I'll smash that right the hell up. Yeah. We will find, I bet you, treasure if I keep... <laughs> If I keep creating and holes. or a raccoon skeleton or a person skeleton, <laughs> but what's that? It's me from the future. <laughs> How do you know it's you? Because it's wearing glasses. <laughs> um. Well, it's because of my one platinum tooth that I have, of course. <laughs> and inside that tooth, a very small treasure map. This is National Treasure for Three, HGTV edition. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.